What is up and welcome to the 49ers Camelot show. It is Rams week. And so earlier in the week, I did my observations from the previous game in Pittsburgh. Uh, then I did a little bit of mailbag stuff on the PSF app on uh, the Red and Bold show uh, that I do with uh, with Anthony Robertson of 49ers Cutback. Uh, today, I want to jump in here just uh, real quick and do a keys to victory for the 49ers to beat the Rams. So we're going to jump into that. What's up, Melissa? Good to have you. Good to, good to see you in here. What's up, Josh? Josh is in here uh, as well. And Josh is in the PSF app. So if you haven't downloaded the, the Pro Sports Fans app, Go to your app store and do that and come join us in the 49ers chat room. It's not just a chat. It's we do live streams in there. We do live things during the game. There's live stats during the game. So it's a pretty cool thing. So go check that out. Uh, so let's jump in here. So the 49ers are, uh, this last I checked a couple of days ago, were eight and a half point favorites. I, I would assume it's still that way. Um, so I'm going to give you my four keys to victory. So the four things that the 49ers have to do in order to beat the Rams. So everybody's thinking that the Ram, that this is just going to be a blowout, but the Rams did. I mean, they beat up on the Seahawks on, uh, on, on Sunday last week. So I'm not, uh, I'm not going to say that this is going to be a complete blowout that the 49ers are going to win this easily. And there's going to be no trouble I, I always think that you should respect the other team, especially when they have weapons and guys like Matthew Stafford and guys like Aaron Donald, those kinds of games, uh, players. So I would say it's not going to be entirely um, a blowout. I, I do think that the 49ers will win and win by at least one score, maybe two. Josh asked uh, Mark you bet on the games. No, I don't bet on any. I, I don't like to I don't like to put money on things that I can't control. So maybe I would do that if I was betting on myself. But uh, when I'm betting it, you just never know, especially in the NFL. Anybody can beat anybody. So no, but I do have to I, I do pick uh, games for 49ers Web Zone each week. And uh, and so I'm picking the 49ers to win this one. Last week, I picked them to win the uh, the Steelers game. That one was a little iffy. I wasn't so sure about that one. Uh, just there were concerns that I had about that game, but the 49ers answered and played great and, and just absolutely dominated the Steelers. I think that there's a real good chance that they're going to dominate the Rams. Uh, they normally do. The only thing that the only concern that I have is that the 49ers have won eight consecutive um, it, regular season games, and that has to end at some point. And so sometimes I worry about those kinds of things, but I do think that they're going to win. I think that they'll uh, that they'll beat the Rams. I had a, a Rams content creator on my show last night or yesterday, and um, he actually he he wouldn't give me who he thought was going to win, uh, probably because he knows who's going to win. Uh, but I did ask him, who's going to have the most fans? Is it going to be the 49ers or is it going to be the Rams? He said, <laughs> he said that he thought it would be 50-50. Uh, 
I don't think it's going to be 50-50. In fact, um, I heard, and gosh, I, I don't know who I heard this from or I'd give them credit, but I heard somebody say earlier today that it, that, uh, that it's already looking like it's going to be closer to like 60 something percent 49ers fans. So, uh, yeah, the 50, 50 things not going to happen. Uh, didn't happen in 2021. Didn't happen when the Rams won the Super Bowl. So it's, it's surely not going to happen this time. Josh in the chat says he thinks 70, 30. Yeah. Hey, that would be cool. If, if the 49ers dominate that's that much in, you know, among the fan base, at uh, SoFi Stadium, I'd love to see seventy percent of the uh, of Forty ers fans um, in the stadium. That would uh, that would be great. Yeah, I mean, I I remember that game uh, in twenty twenty one, the last game of the season when the Forty ers had to win the game to get into the playoffs. And I remember Joe Buck and Troy Aikman were calling the game, and they were they kept commenting like over and over throughout the game that. Uh, Yes, things like I'll remind you that this is a Rams home game, even though it sounds like a 49ers home game, uh, just because the 49ers fans were so loud. And you go back to Pittsburgh last week. Um, you know, obviously I'm watching at home because I wasn't there, but whenever the 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 49ers did something good, it it sounded loud on TV. So and Pittsburgh's not one of those places that you do that to. So this guy, uh Brian. Uh, that I had last night uh, on on my show, he said he kind of took a shot at 49ers fans and said, um, whenever whenever the 49ers are good, your fan base travels really well and supports the team. But whenever you suck, uh, you you don't support the team. It's kind of true. I mean, I mean we've seen Levi Stadium when the 49ers are bad and there's hardly anybody there, and they you know, lease planes to fly over the stadium with banners that say fire Jed York, those kinds of things. So it's kind of true, but it still kind of uh, uh, stinks to have somebody from another fan base say something like that. So let's get into this. Four things that the 49ers have to do, four keys to victory. And the first one that I have is get after Matthew Stafford. So one of the things that I said last week that the 49ers needed to do was rattle Kenny Pickett. And in the same way, I think they need to do this to Matthew Stafford. Last week, Stafford threw for 334 yards. Now, the Seahawks' defense is not very good. Uh, their secondary is good, but uh, their pass rush isn't great. They're, uh, they, they don't stop the run very well. But Stafford, three, 334 is a good game, even, even against a poor defense. They had two receivers, Tutu Atwell and Puka Nakua, who had 119 yards each receiving. Nakua had 10 catches on 15 targets, 15 times that Stafford threw him the ball. That's the kind of stuff that we would see when he was throwing to Cooper uh, Cooper Cup like every single play. Um, and so Atwell is a more, he's the speedster. This, this kid is fast. Uh, Nakua is a bigger guy, more of a possession type. And Kyle Shanahan spoke on both of them a couple of days ago, and he said Tutu is as fast as anyone. He's one of those premier play-action, top-level guys. When you look at Nakua, he's very tough, physical football player. He reminds me a lot of Jawan Jennings, who he's talking about. He's going to get after it on every play, 
And when you can put those guys in the right spots and you've got a quarterback like they do, it can be pretty lethal. So yeah, it, uh, it was lethal um, for the, for the Rams in favor of the Rams on Sunday. But uh, I think that they're going to be facing a totally different defense. And this defense is not going to be easy to pick on. Um, And so here's what I think is going to happen. I think that the 49ers are going to shut down the run game. The Rams ran the ball 40 times on Sunday against Seattle, and they only gained 92 yards. That's terrible. But it shows their commitment to the run. Now, I don't think that they're going to run the ball that much against the 49ers because they're not going to have a lot of success doing it. They're going to try to keep running the ball, but I think the 49ers are going to shut down that run game and and put everything on, on Stafford's shoulders. If they can get pressure, and I think that they will, especially because this offensive line is, is kind of new and they're still kind of feeling each other out. So if the 49ers defense can get pressure on Stafford, then I think that he's going to start seeing ghosts. And I think he's going to throw some balls that uh, he's going to want back that uh, the 49ers are going to have some chances to pick off some passes. I mean, we remember when, you know, he threw that the the pick to Ambry Thomas in overtime. He threw in the NFC Championship game that that horrible deep ball to uh uh to Jaquaski Tart that should have been picked off. And so he's he has a tendency to throw some some balls. I, what did Talanoa Hufanga got him last year? Uh Fred Warner's got him before. So I think that uh, they're going to get pressure on Stafford. He's going to start seeing ghosts, and he's going to throw some balls to the 49ers that uh, uh, that he'll want back. So they're going to. I think that they'll make the Rams one-dimensional, and this is going to be um, a good one for the 49ers. Smitty, what's up? Smitty in the chat said blowout city, and predicted 41 to nine Niners, or 41 to zero Niners. So, man. Wouldn't that be fun to see? I'd love to see them blow. Just, I hate the Rams. I hate the Seahawks. The Cardinals, I don't like them either, but they're kind of doormats, you know, ever since they've been in in the NFC West, except when they had Kurt Warner. But the the Rams and the Seahawks, man, I can't stand those teams. They're they're right up there with the Cowboys. I just I just don't like them. And so I'd love to beat the Rams 41 to nothing. That would be pretty sweet smitty i hope that you're right josh in the chat wrote they killed seattle in the middle of the field 49ers don't allow that yeah great point that's um that's that's fred warner and dre greenlaw territory so um good luck with that rams if that's your strategy that's that's not going to happen uh so that was my first thing to get after matthew stafford and i think that they will number two keep aaron donald in check If Nick Bosa isn't the best defensive player in the league, if TJ Watt isn't the best defensive player in the league, Aaron Donald is. This guy's a future Hall of Famer. He is legit, man. He he is good in the run game. He's good uh, as a pass rusher. Um, And so yesterday I asked Brian, the guy, uh, the, the Rams content creator who I had on my show, I asked him, How do you slow down Aaron Donald? And his suggestion was run right at him. And so I think that the 49ers will try to run early and often, and they probably will try to run right at him. Here's my concern. In the past, 
I don't know how Daniel Brunskill would do this. Somehow Daniel Brunskill couldn't block anyone else, but somehow he was great against Aaron Donald. Have no idea how that happened, but it was just one of those weird things. Daniel Brunskill's not here anymore. And so now it's going to fall on Spencer Burford or maybe even perhaps Colton McKivitz because Aaron Donald lines up mostly inside, but sometimes he does line up on the outside. But I, I would guess Spencer Burford is going to be the one who's going to take most of the reps against Donald. Um, maybe Jake Brendel will some. I don't, I don't really know, but they like Aaron Donald inside and they like him close to the ball. And so you look at guys like Bosa and TJ Watt, they're really effective pass rushers, but they're on the outside. They're farther away from the ball. If you get a guy like Aaron Donald, who's really good on the inside, he's closer to the ball. He can collapse that pocket and just in within a second or two be in the quarterback's face. That is a huge advantage for a defense to have somebody like that. I think that the 49ers now have that in Eric Armstead and Javon Hargrave, but uh, for the Rams, Aaron Donald's just all world. And so how are they going to keep him in check? I, I, I agree with Brian that they're going to need to run, that they're going to need to run at him. They're going to have to get the ball out quick. That's been when Jimmy Garoppolo would beat the Rams all those times. It was those quick passes, the slants. It was the uh, the the bubble routes to Debo. I think that we're going to see a lot of that. Now, I think that the Rams have seen that stuff a million times, so they're going to be prepared for it. You know, maybe they can get some some plays where where the Rams are looking that way, they're cheating that way, and the 49ers can get them over the top some. But uh the interesting thing here is that the, the Rams have yet to face Brock Purdy, and they've also yet to face Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey in the same game together. So if the Rams think that they have the 49ers offense figured out, this offense is different than the one they've faced. It has Brock Purdy, it has McCaffrey and Debo Samuel. Oh, and then that Ayuk guy, and then George Kittle. So yeah, it's, it's not going to be something that... Uh, that they're just going to have they're that they're going to come in and automatically have figured out. It's going to to be uh, uh, something different that the Rams haven't seen, uh, and it's going to have to be that way because they're going to have to keep Aaron Donald in check um, because that's uh, you can't let him take over the game because if he does, then uh, then you're going to be able to. Uh, uh, the Rams defense is going to be able to do some things that uh, we don't want them to do. Jason, what's up? Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us here. So the third thing is that they need to minimize penalties. Last week they had 11 penalties for 85 yards. Two of those penalties happened on that long drive right before the half when Pittsburgh scored. It was the only time they scored, but there were two penalties. And one of those penalties, the second of the two, kept the drive alive. So they they it was came on third down, and I, I, I think the Steelers probably would have kicked a field goal, but uh, Diamador Lenore was called for illegal contact, and, uh, and, and so that kept the drive alive. Now you can argue whether or not that should have been a penalty, um, I don't know if it should have been or not. I, I remember at the time thinking that it looked like he he grabbed the or touched the receiver. 
before the five yards or right, right around the five yards. So to me, it was kind of ticky tacky. Uh, and then I saw um, Eric Crocker say the same thing later um, that day or the next day. I can't remember. And so that I just remember seeing that, but I haven't gone back and watched it. So I don't really know for sure. But um, so penalties kept that drive alive and penalties just the same way as sacks, man, penalties can kill your drive. So they've got to get better, um, not be a sloppy. And, and it was encouraging to hear Kyle Shanahan talk this week and say that, look, even though things went the way that they wanted, the 49ers won big, that when they went back and watched film, they saw that there were a lot of things that they could clean up, that they weren't even close to being perfect. So that's encouraging that they got a big win on the road and still had some teachable moments um, to, uh, to, to preach to the team and to, to get better at some things. And penalties were definitely one of those things. 11 penalties, that's, uh, that's way too many. So they, they need to clean that up. Uh, the last thing, uh, number four, is that they need to get off the field on third down. So this, th this is a big thing, especially against the Rams, because the Rams were great last week on third down. They were 11 of 17 on third down. That's, that's impressive. They extended drives. They dominated the time of possession. Uh, they kept the ball for 39 minutes and 23 seconds. That's, that's dominating uh, the time of possession. Now, the 49ers did well on third down last week as well. They converted 6 of 13, which isn't as good as what the Rams did, but it's not, uh, it, it's not, it's not too bad. Uh, and then the 49ers kept the ball for 37 minutes and 23 seconds. So, so the 49ers really dominated the time of possession as well. But, man, the Rams – uh, that was, that was their thing. And, and we've seen them do this with Cooper cup where they just hit him over and over again for these short little passes that just keeps moving the chains and, and they drive the ball down the field. Um, but the, uh, the, this is kind of what they did last week. You know, I, I told you that they, he threw Stafford threw the ball to, to Puka Kanua Nakua, um, 15 times and he had 10 catches. So they were just, just relentlessly moving the ball down the field. And so the 49ers need to stop that. They can't allow that to happen against the Steelers. The 49ers defense was great on third down. They held Pittsburgh to five for 15. So uh, 15 third downs, they only converted five of them. That's really good for the 49ers defense. If they can do something like that again, uh, that's going to be huge. So that's what that those are my key uh, points. The, the the things that the 49ers have to do on Sunday to beat the Rams. They need to get after Math, Matthew Stafford, uh, shut down that run game, make them one dimensional, and then get Stafford to where he's seeing ghosts. They're bringing pressure and he's throwing up some balls uh, that uh, the 49ers can pick off. They need to keep. Uh, Aaron Donald in check. Don't let him wreck the game. He's going to make some plays. He's going to make his presence felt at, at some point. But if you can keep him in check and keep him from taking over the game, you know, they did a decent job with uh, uh, with TJ Watt. He still had uh, his three sacks. Uh, I think he had like nine pressures. And so that's not good. We don't want to see Aaron Donald doing things like that because that's going to be a lot worse for the 49ers than, uh, than what TJ Watt did, even though he did have that, that, uh, uh, 
uh, sack that led to the turnover. And then he, and he had another sack that Brock somehow held onto the ball. Uh, number three, they need to minimize penalties. So stop shooting yourself in the foot. And four, they need to get off the field on third down. And so those two kind of go together because one of the things that keeps defenses on the field is when they don't get off the field on third down, a lot of times it's because of penalties. Now, this 49ers defense is really good. And so really the only time that they have problems is when they beat themselves, and that's typically with with penalties. So um, so Cosmo's in the chat, and he says, looking forward to watching Purdy versus the Rams. It'll be interesting how they'll defend against him. Yeah, you know... I still like there was this guy today uh, that wrote an article for some, I don't even remember who it was, but he ranked the uh, starting NFL quarterbacks and he had Brock Purdy at 29. And I just feel like when, you know, when I talked to uh, Brian last night, uh, the, the Rams guy, he got, he kind of seemed like he wasn't the only thing he worried about. Cause I asked him, what are you worried about as a Rams fan? And he said, the running game, you know, offensively, the running game. And then the other thing that he worried about was all those slant passes that Garoppolo threw. And he didn't seem to be worried about Purdy um, scrambling or Purdy doing anything down the field. And so Brock just doesn't get much respect uh, around the league. And I think that he's going to start showing people that they, they're going to have to start putting some respect on his name because he is uh to me, he looks like he's the real deal now. I, it may still be too early to tell, but uh, but I'm with Cosmo. I, I think that uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the Rams attack Brock Purdy, um, and he's going to be ready, man. The guy's just uh, he's uh, he's so impressive. Cosmo asks over under 300 passing yards for Brock. Well, he only had what do you have 223 or something like that against Pittsburgh. I'm going to go under because he's not, uh, he's not really, that's not really his strength. Um, and I, I do think that the 49ers are going to run the ball a lot. Um, so I'm going to go under 300 yards passing for Brock Purdy. Um, I, I hope that I'm wrong. I'd love to see him just go off, but he doesn't do like, remember when they had Nick Mullins and Mullins was like throwing for 400 yards a game or whatever. Uh, the problem with him was that uh, he kept turning the ball over, you know, so uh, where, where Purdy is, is a little bit better with that. Uh, despite what some people might say, he's uh, he protects the ball pretty well, but uh, yeah, that's uh, those are my thoughts. I, I, I really think that the defense is going to get after Stafford. Um, I think that that, that, that combination of Armstead and Hargrave, I think that they're going to wreak, havoc on Sunday. Bosa should be better this week than he was last week. Um, last week, I just, I felt like he just didn't have his footing under him. You know, he, he just, he just wasn't quite in game shape. You know, there were two different times that I saw him just get pancaked and like, you never see somebody take Bosa and throw him down, but saw that happen a couple of times on Sunday. I don't think that's going to happen this week. I think that he's going to come in. He's going to be in better shape than he was last week. And I would expect to see him hit uh, Stafford and pressure him a handful of times. And so between Bosa, those two inside guys, and then Drake Jackson and Cleland Furl 
on the outside. I think that that defense is going to do some damage. And then if, depending on what happens, you know, are, are they going to blitz? They, um, I didn't think that they blitzed much last Sunday. I, I think they did a few times early on. Uh, but then Steve Wilkes really kind of let up and, and played a little bit safer. And so, you know, I, maybe he, he's, maybe he's going to blitz more on Sunday. Definitely. If they're not getting the pressure up front uh, from that front four, then you're, you're going to see more blitzing. Um, but uh, to me, the penalties, um, which leads to the third down issues, you know, when you have a holding penalty and on, on offense and you go from third and, and three to third and 13 uh, or something like that. And, and that happened a few times or, or a couple of times, at least on Sunday. Uh, when you have those kinds of things, they're drive killers. And then, like I said earlier, when you, when you're, when you're third down on defense and you're about to get off the field and, and you stop them, but then somebody gets flagged for something that's, uh, that's just bad, uh, bad, you know, they need to be more disciplined than that. And I think that they will be on Sunday. I think the 49ers are going to win. I think that they'll win by uh, uh, at least one, uh, one score. Uh, the guy that I had, uh, Brian, uh, that I had yesterday on, uh, on the show, he, he wouldn't give me, he wouldn't tell me who he thought was going to win, but he did say, I think it's going to be a one score game. He said, I think it's going to be close. And if it goes into the fourth quarter and, and it's a close game, then don't count out the Rams. And so, I mean, yeah, you could say that about anybody. So, um, I, but I think that, I think the 49ers are going to win. They're going to win by at least seven, they may win by more than that. So hopefully they will. And uh, they do uh, come out of that uh, clean with, with no injuries. Again, that would be great to be able to move on to week three, especially because the uh, week three is on a Thursday night against uh, the New York Giants. So need to come out of this uh, as injury-free as possible. Uh, but it'd be great to start 2-0. That hadn't happened in a while. I guess probably 2019 is the last time that that's happened. Um, unless they did, they do that in 2021. I can't remember. Uh, but 2021, they started off with the lions almost blew that game. Um, and that was an interesting thing that Kyle Shanahan said this week. Um, he was asked why he didn't take the, his players his starters out because I know that late in the game it's done. It's there was a point where I knew it's over and Bosa was still in there. Uh, for a couple of plays, Christian McCaffrey was still in there, and I was like, "Why are they still in?" And uh, and, and somebody asked Kyle Shanahan um, why you didn't take those guys out sooner. Was did it have to do with that 2021 opening game against the Lions? And Kyle actually said, "Yes, you don't forget something like that." And so that was the game that he took players out. Uh, they, the 49ers were up by like 31 or something like that. And Kyle took a lot of the, a lot of the starters out. Detroit came back. They scored like 23 unanswered points and ha actually had a chance to win the game down at the end. That's when Jason Verrett had the knee injury and was lost for the season. And so it, it's hard because you want, you know, you want to win the game, but at the same time you want to get those players out. And so he probably did the right thing on Sunday, but with McCaffrey, I, I feel like he could have got him out um, and uh, let one of the other running backs kind of bleed the clock. Bosa, 
he he wasn't super effective on Sunday anyway, so I think they could have kept him out. And, you know, Trent Williams, I would like to have seen him come out, but he's one that I, I probably would have kept in. But, you know, a lot of people are saying that, that with Williams, with McCaffrey, with Bosa, they didn't play in the preseason. And so this was kind of their preseason and they needed this warm up. So I get that. I, you know, I, I don't want to argue with that, but, but Kyle did say that that Detroit game from 2021 um, impacted his decision. So I thought that was pretty interesting, but uh, that's all that I have. So I uh, appreciate you watching or listening wherever you are. Make sure that you uh, like the video subscribe to the channel. Um, and if you listen, if you listen to this, uh, wherever you get your audio, uh, podcast, then uh, make sure that you rate review and follow the 49ers Camelot show. Everybody have a great week, uh, great weekend. And let's look, if you're going to the game, have fun, yell loud, see if you can out yell that stupid who's house guy. Um, that was one thing I asked about. I asked Brian about that who's house guy and said that he was annoying. And he said that he's he's a really nice guy, but he he said that Rams fans pretty well agree that it's kind of annoying as well. So, um, but uh, have have fun if you're going to the game or just watching it on TV. Have have fun with it, and uh, and let's go Niners.